Welcome to the Richard Blackbee Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. Well, this is a very exciting time for us here in this podcast because uh, we're going to do something uh, new that we haven't yet done, and that is bring in a guest uh, on this podcast uh, that uh, brings some great things to the table. And a special uh, guest today is uh, Dr. Bob Royal. Bob, welcome. I'm so glad to be here, Richard. Bob, uh, for those of you that don't know, works uh, for Blackview Ministries and directs the coaching ministry that we have. And uh, just by the way, we're going to be over the next uh, while bringing in different uh, people. Uh, Bob's about as different as they get, but uh, we'll have have a number of, of guests periodically just that I think can bring some real helpful insights. But uh, I wanted uh, to begin by talking with Bob about something he knows very well and is very good at, and that is leadership coaching. Uh, Bob, tell us, what does a coach do? Well, that's a good question, Richard. When you think about a coach, you often think uh, it conjures up images of a basketball coach, uh, infamous basketball coach, Bobby Knight, screaming (laughs) at players, throwing them against the wall and so forth. I, I would say that's not what we're talking about. I hope not. <laughs> I don't want you to bring any lawsuits uh, to Blackview Ministries. Uh, that that would be a problem, you know, and plus the walls get a little bloody after a while. <laughs> now, uh, when we think about coaching, to, as I have seen, uh, that is becoming a very hot, popular new uh, dimension to just the leadership in general. And I think in years past, a lot of folks were looking for a mentor. Right. But coaching is not mentoring, is it? No, it's not. I think with mentoring, you, you see someone you admire and you think, I'd like to have that, that skill set or that persona or, or whatever that is that, that person has. And so you seek them out. I actually went to a conference on mentoring years ago, and it had four generations of, of people, one who had mentored another, who had mentored another, who hmm. had mentored another. And these are people that you whose names uh, many in marketplace world would know. And uh, one of the fascinating uh, things I took away from that was the idea, don't ask someone to be your mentor. Hmm. Instead, just ask them to lunch and say, I noticed this about your life. And I don't know, I don't have that. I wonder if you could, could teach me or show me how I could develop that thing. And so the for a mentor, it's often imparting wisdom that they've gained that the other person doesn't have. Mm. And so the expertise lies with the mentor. And I and typically the mentor does the majority of the talking in those kind of situations. Right. You ask a couple of questions and there goes the mentor sharing all of their bits of wisdom and uh, some that you may not have wanted to know. <laughs> and, you know, I've my experience, and there's nothing wrong with a mentor, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I, I, I encourage uh, what I call customized mentoring. Uh, sometimes we want just one guru who has all the answers, whether it's about our marriage, about uh, our leadership roles at work, about raising kids, about financial management, self-management, and we, we just want one person that is the answer person for all of our needs. And it's hard to find someone who is strong in every area of life. 
And that's why I, I'm sort of like you. I'd say find someone who's good at one or two things that you know you need and hone in on that. And don't try to get them to answer all your questions. There's other people who are good at other things and find those people. And, but I, I know there's sort of this mindset of, well, find a Yoda that you can just meet with once a week for the next 10 years and download every week what they have. And I'd say even Yoda wasn't perfect. You know, you, you need you need to find people that are just very focused on certain needs that you have and you be responsible to address those, to get those needs addressed. Don't wait for the, the mentor to analyze you and start to tell you what you need. Right. And part of the problem with, with having one person be your end all is that you'll, you'll have a hard time signing up someone mm-hmm. to take responsibility for your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it, yeah. and if, if they're eager to do so, you may not want that. <laughs> True. They may have a cult they want you to join. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so that's mentoring, but, but uh, coaching is also not uh, consulting, is it? Right. And same in the same way with consulting, you go to a consultant because they uh, they have expertise or they're known for a certain thing. For example, in in the area of ministry, uh, a pastor looks at their church, they're stuck. Uh, The church hasn't grown for five or 10 years. Perhaps it's even in a decline posture. And he hears about this guy who grew his church from five to 500 or 500 to 5,000. And he thinks, oh, if I could just learn what that guy did, mm-hmm. I can do that. Mm-hmm. But the problem with it is that that guy was uniquely called and gifted by God for a particular context with a particular sets of, set of gifts. And you can't just plug in programs or even ideas or approaches. And so the person, the consultant comes in with their, you know, carrying their briefcase or whatever. They do a study of your church and all the dysfunctions of staff relationships and, and, and then delivers a report. And, uh, and that's not always the case, but they may deliver a report and say, here are the five steps you need to do to get off the plateau and start growing. Hmm. And those may be very good suggestions. But for many people, they, they have one of two responses when they uh, have encountered a consultant like that. First, they say, wow. That guy's so smart. If I were as smart or as godly or as gifted or as great a speaker as they were, I would be able to to grow my church like he did. Mm-hmm. Or they might say, that guy came in with his preset thoughts and ideas and and didn't even pay attention to listen to me and understand my own context. Yeah. It was just a, a plug-in regardless of the context yeah. of the ministry God's I, given me. And I think we've all seen that. Where After you, he asks you how things are going, and you give him 10 minutes, and then he pulls out his preset PowerPoint to just give you all the answers, and you realize that's right. the very same presentation he's made to all of his clients. Uh, he's not really honing in on my particular context. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time as a pastor... I was trying to bring about some changes, and I was getting a bit of resistance from a couple of the leaders. And so we did bring in a consultant, a denominational leader that just came in for a weekend and 
sat and met, met with our our leaders and uh and basically I had one guy that just really was beating a particular drum and was impatient that I was not eager to to do it and so he brought that that issue up with the consultant the consultant shot it down basically mm-hmm. showed him all the reasons why it wasn't practical and the lead, and our leader accepted it said okay well I can see that and that was the end of it and I thought well I've been saying the exact same thing. Uh, the difference was this guy had flown in and had a briefcase. <laughs> and because he was a consultant, he could say things, and that was sort of the expert opinion that was brought in. Right, um, and I can imagine how many consultants would you hire or bring in who would say to someone like Gideon, hey, why don't you just get rid of most of your fighting men? Yeah. And yet God led Gideon to do that. And sometimes the ways of God are far different than what comes into the mind of yeah. man. And, uh, it, it, and it'll be a unique answer. That Gideon, as you mentioned, the only time that was God's approach, just like marching around a city five, seven times and blowing trumpets, God only used that method once. And so if you've got a consultant coming in, he's going to tell you, suggest things that have been used, tried and true many times, but maybe your situation is a bit more unique and... So coaching is not uh, is not mentoring. It's not consulting, but it's also not counseling either, is it? Right. With con- with counseling, you haven't identified. Well, not maybe not always identified, but you you realize there's some kind of dysfunction. It's often rooted in the past, perhaps a trauma or an experience or a conflict that you've had or a pattern of conflicts that keep showing up. And you're ready for somebody to analyze your situation, uh, ask questions. Very often, counselors will ask coach-like questions, but they are still the ones that diagnose. Mm -hmm. They are still the ones that come up with the answers. They are still the ones who identify steps for you to take to get to health. And that's a part of it is that with, with counseling, you assume dysfunction and you get a person to a place of, of emotional uh, uh, or other kinds of health so that they can move forward. Hmm. With coaching, even though there's none of us that doesn't live with some level of dysfunction, hmm. coaching starts with the islands of health. Hmm. It, you, you start with the capabilities of the person. You start with, uh, with, with those areas that the person has in their life that they can build on to address the challenges. For example, I was, I was coaching with, frankly, a renowned pastor who had uh, founded a church that grew into uh, uh, more than 1,000, perhaps 2,000 people at the time. And that church, rather than continuing their, their growth uh, uh, angle decided that they would go into church planting and had set, planted several churches throughout California. And, um, but, but he was stuck because he, he did not, he did not have a sense that he could, that he could finish this, this doctoral program he was in. And, Rather than going into the place of dysfunction, I started with him at the place of, uh, of giftedness. Hmm. And uh, uh, let, let's call him uh, 
Alfred. I said, Alfred, you are a successful pastor. You've faced challenges before and overcome them. What gifts did you develop or learn from those challenges you could apply here? So that's a little bit of the difference is that you, you build on capabilities. You listen at a deep, deep level, multiple levels. And out of listening to them well, listening to the Spirit of God well, you, these powerful questions can emerge that, uh, that can lead them to develop their own insights. Twice a year, Blackbeam Ministries hosts a spiritual leadership coaching workshop in the Atlanta area. The focus of this workshop is learning how to ask the right questions to help move people onto God's agenda. The next workshop is May 6th through 8th, and registration is now open. To find out more and to register, visit blackbeecoaching.org. Links will be in the show notes. Well, we uh, we've kind of looked a bit at what coaching is not. Uh, so let me, I, I, I just have become a, increasingly a big fan of coaching, especially for leaders. And, uh, and of course, uh, as a leader, you may be leading as a parent. You may have a couple of teenage kids and you're saying, boy, my parenting skills w- were, were adequate when these kids were six, but now they're 16 and I'm what way over my head. I don't know what to do. I'm failing as a parent. Or maybe you're in a uh, you start off at a company and lower management, you were having some success. You were kind of the wonder kid. And, and, but now you've moved up the ladder and you're starting to feel like you're in deep water and they're asking a lot of me and I'm rubbing shoulders with some highly skilled, competent folks. And I'm not sure I measure up. I'm, I'm not sure I can handle this. Uh, or maybe you're a pastor and just like uh, you described, maybe you've had years of success and growth, but now things have tapered off and plateaued. Uh, you're one of maybe the 70% of churches in America that are either plateaued or declining these days. And no matter what you do, it doesn't seem to, to change the trajectory. Uh, there's lots of reasons, isn't there, why a person might need a coach and what, what would that look like? Uh, I mean, why would a, why would a leader enlist a coach to walk with them and, and what does that typically look like? Okay. Well, first of all, uh, when a leader realizes a gap between where they are and where they need to be or where they are in, and that calling that they sense from God to be a better le- leader, either spiritually or in terms of leading their company and connecting with the work of God, they, they know they need to get to that place, but they don't know how. And very often we find ourselves in a kind of a tunnel vision where we're focused in a certain area and we don't see the whole picture. And with a gifted coach who, who is skilled at doing this, they can listen well and ask those kind of perceptive questions that break them out of the tunnel vision. Hmm. Or you may have a leader who is exceptionally good at leading their company, but they live their lives in silos. And their, their working life is going great guns. But as you mentioned about parenting, they find their, their kids pulling away rapidly. Mm-hmm. They realize that they might lose their their kids, or their family, and uh, or or they find themselves doing okay with their working life, and perhaps even their family life, but they have been going full bore 
for 10, 20 years, and they find that they have run spiritually dry. They mm-hmm. don't know how to reconnect or connect more deeply beyond their Sunday school education mm-hmm. with God himself. You know, I, I think that uh, I work a lot with pastors, and I see some pastors I think would greatly benefit from a coach coming alongside them. And typically that's for a period of time, right? It's not a life sentence. Okay, the rest of your life, every week you need to meet with the coach. Um, right. There are some executives and pastors and others who have had the same coach for a decade or five years because they see value in that person sparking greater insights week in, week out, month in, month out. But for many people, there's a season of time when you're ready to take a good look at how to get to that next level, either mm-hmm. spiritually, in terms of their leadership, in terms of integrating the different silos of their lives so that they can be the same person in every context. And uh, when they're ready for that, coaching has a particular value, especially spiritual leadership coaching that integrates faith, the workings of God, and the skills of coaching. I just, I, I've just run across people, uh, like I mentioned, pastors, that they've been pastoring for 20 years. And to them, it's almost demeaning. If you, if you came alongside a pastor or, or a business person or a parent and said, you know, I think you might really benefit from at least uh, being meeting with a coach for uh, the next season here, a lot of people would feel, well, what do you think's wrong with me? Or do you think I'm weak? Do you think uh, I'm needy, uh, that, that I need a coach? Uh, is that some kind of stigma that, oh, he couldn't cope with, uh, pa- after 20 years, had to get a coach to walk alongside him? Is that some kind of you know, punitive thing that has been imposed upon me? Uh, how should people look at coach? Yeah, and, and you mentioned, I mean, there's high-level CEOs who meet with a coach regularly, and they're at the top of their game. Uh, they're very successful, very respected, and yet uh, they just make it a, a, a part of their habit of just meeting regularly with a executive leadership coach. So how should a lot of our listeners have probably, I, I'm guessing most of them have probably never met with a coach before. But uh, why, why would, how should we look at that? Well, first of all, how comprehensive is your self-awareness mm-hmm. as a leader? Do you see it all, or would someone who is both a a godly person, a gifted and skilled coach, someone who could listen well and ask the kind of questions that bring out uh, perhaps a larger picture of your context and your situation, who could then help you to frame choices that you make about how to move forward? See, that's the difference between consulting, Mm -hmm. where a consultant brings in and says, here are the five steps you need to take. With a coach, they are leading you to the place of insight, and then you are free, and they guide you to a point where you make choices about what you will do based on the new and fresh insights you've gained Mm -hmm. in the coaching conversation. Well, Bob, I think uh, that's a great point, too. I think just blind spots. I mean, even some of the greatest leaders in history had blind spots, and they, they, in, you know, 95% of their life and leadership knocked the ball out of the park, but they had this area that just seemed to trip them up over and over again. And uh, it might be a character flaw, it might be just some stuff they brought with them from their past that they never resolved. Uh, just could be a character issue that 
they just, they've never addressed. And so it just continues to plague them. But it seems like most leaders, if not all of us, have some areas where we're just not as aware. Um, we, we see the consequences often, you know, sometimes people rub people the wrong way and, and they see the, the blowups. They, they have the angry encounters where people are upset with them. They, they know it happens, but they just aren't aware of what keeps triggering those things. And, and coaches just offer a, an extra pair of eyes to help, help the, the person involved to think through and look at themselves perhaps in a different way, don't they? Right. For example, one of, one of the uh, business leaders that I am coaching, uh, w- our first coaching encounter, uh, he, he's, he's actually a consultant. And he was talking about a long-term client he had who, frankly, was a lucrative client, but he really did not care for this person's approach to things. And uh, I, I kept hearing and noticing these tracings of negativity toward this client. Hmm. And I don't know why this thought came to mind. Uh, it wasn't that I use this great skill. I just listened and noticed, and I think God prompted me to ask this question. I said, is the future always negative to you? And it just stopped him in his tracks. And I, I didn't think much of it because I'm just bubbling up questions, and that's the value of coaching is you have somebody skilled at just asking direct, perceptive questions to spark new thinking and so forth. But after that time, we weren't uh, contracted as coaching, uh, but it was just in an informal coaching setting. He came up to me and said, Bob, you just blew me away with that question. Hmm. I think we need to start coaching. Hmm. And as it turned out, within a week, when he encountered that same client and situation just by turning his thoughts from what the negative to the positive, what what's going wrong to what can go right, hmm. he was able to lead that company to the to secure the largest contract in their history. Wow, a lot of people may be calling in wanting to sign up to coach with you immediately. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and that I, I should just say, our, our ministry, Blackview Ministries, does offer coaching services, you being one of the foremost of our coaches. And uh, how would a person do that? I mean, there's lots of coaching ministries out there, but uh, if someone wanted you to coach them uh, at Blackview Ministries or to be coached perhaps by some of our certified coaches, how would a person go about doing that? Well, the first uh, step would be to go to blackabycoaching.org and uh, there's you can uh, fill out an inquiry. We have tabs that you'll notice tabs on uh, coaching workshop, coaching certification, and coaching. And the coaching page uh, just walks you through ways you can do an inquiry. Typically, I'll follow up on any inquiries and try to find the best person who fits the needs of the of of the person seeking coaching. Because we've got some male coaches, female coaches, uh, business uh, leaders, pastors, lots of variety of people that. Uh, uh, but but a lot of their the, the the great coaches, it doesn't. They don't have to necessarily be an expert in everything. They just have to be good at walking with you and helping you have those insights yourself, right? 
Right. A coach is, uh, again, because coaching starts in a different place than consulting, the skill sets of coaching, of listening well, asking perceptive questions, helping someone to focus into decision and action, and, and to notice and bring out the activity of God around them, uh, I think those skill sets apply even if you don't have a particular skill set, though people often hire because of the perception that this person has expertise in the area. Uh, really, the value of coaching, as long as they're reasonably aware of, of uh, the circumstances and the context the person is working, they use their skill sets of coaching to bring that out. Now, you know, I know that certainly coaching can help us in our jobs, our our skill set, problem solving, even parenting. But uh, but coaches can also help us just in our spiritual life uh, and our walk with God, which we we would never think that we. I know a lot. I, I know there are a lot of people out there who just sort of struggle along with sort of an anemic uh, walk with God, or anemic prayer life, devotional life. But we, a lot of us kind of assume, but that's, you, that's something you just got to work out on your own. And, uh, you know, if it's going to be miserable, I guess I'm going to be one of those destined just to always have a pretty sorry relationship with God, at least until I get to heaven. But uh, coaches can even help in that area of your life as well. Absolutely. Uh, scripture talks about, through Paul, he said that, but by speaking the truth in love, we'll in, we will in all ways grow up unto him. Who called us, and and that's a lot of what a, a coach does. They have direct conversations. They spark insight. They they ask uh, with permission of of the person they're coaching. They ask the hard questions that that help a person think beyond the usual norm. Uh, we many of us grew up with the idea that we need to get saved, and that we need to have a quiet time. And for many people, they do that. They read their Bible, they check off the list, they uh, go to church and so forth. But their spiritual life has not really grown beyond that rudimentary level. Mm -hmm. And yet God is calling us to the deep places of life. He wants to use us and and blow us away with his own questions that emerge. Mm. Sometimes the, the best coaching that has happened has been when I or other coaches have just asked, tell me what, when you think of what God has been prompting you, what does obedience look like to you? Or, or what scriptures has God been bringing to your mind lately? Mm-hmm. And then we explore together those tracings of God's spirit work in their lives and see uh, how he might be leading them. For many people, uh, the the spiritual leadership coaching is especially value when, valuable when they're at a crossroads. Perhaps they've uh, recently been told, uh, as many in my wife's work, she works in collegiate ministry, and they had a downsizing where they had to, downsizing where they had to let go a number of campus ministers in our state, and not, thankfully not her, but. A person who's poured their whole life into doing a particular ministry, and now that's gone. Mm-hmm. And they're at a crossroads where they can turn to bitterness or they can say, okay, God, you weren't surprised by any of this. 
I need someone or I desire to have someone to help me look, take the deep look at where I am, mm-hmm. what God's called me to, re-anchor to what he wants to do in my life, uh, or just to get to that next level spiritually that they've never gotten to. Mm-hmm. And with, a, with the help of somebody who is gifted and skilled at that, imagine the difference that a person can have when they move beyond that elementary level of spirituality to really having a deeper level walk with God. Well, Bob, we, uh, this has been great. And I think we're going to have to have a part two here with, uh, because I want us to talk about actual coaching skills, uh, because you may, a person might never be a professional coach, but if you're a parent, you desperately need the, the best coaching skills you can get. Uh, whether you, if you're in management, you need to be a great coach to bring out the best in others. And uh, so I want us to talk uh, next week about specific things, whether it's uh, the way you listen, uh, the, the kind of questions you ask that bring out the, the best in others. Uh, but, I, but I would just say I've, I've had the privilege of being with you in a number of uh, the workshops that we offer as a ministry, both here in Atlanta and then in other parts of the country. And I've watched you just pull up a volunteer and sit down and, and coach them just cold turkey. And in front of God and, and everybody. And everybody. It's an amazing thing to watch a person just out of the blue. You ask for a volunteer who has an, an issue they'd like to work on and be coached on, and someone will get up and sit down in front of you. And and inevitably, just by asking questions, they all of a sudden you just see the lights coming on. And I've literally just watched people saying, that's it, that's it. I've never seen that before. I, I can't believe this. And these are people that are health, they're, they're trained to be coaches themselves and help others. And yet uh, with just the right question, suddenly they're having insight themselves that uh, they, they can't get over, that uh, they've never seen some of these things before. And so I just really am a firm believer in the value of coaching and it, it doesn't mean that you're a weak person. Uh, I think every coach or every person, every leader has things that are holding them back, that, that are impediments to them going to the next level. And I think just periodically we need to have a coach come alongside us to help us address some of those impediments so that we don't stay where we are. And that's why I appreciate the listeners to this podcast, because typically there are people who are saying, even despite all that God has already done through my life, I know there's more. And so I've got to keep growing. I've got to remove things that are holding me back. I've got to gain new skills and insights that help propel me forward. And, uh, and oftentimes a coach is the perfect answer, compliment uh, that helps you get to that place. And so this has been great just talking about what coaching is. And uh, next week we're going to come back with Bob and we're going to talk more about specific ways that coaches come alongside people and uh, help set them free and help them get to where God wants them to be. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.